Hi, I'm Simone W. Johnson-Smith, and welcome to the Immigrant Experience in America. Are you a professional new to the United States and struggling to monetize the expertise you brought across the seas? Are you feeling misunderstood and out of touch because you're struggling to understand the unstated rules of the American culture? Each week, we'll take an in-depth look at the positive contributions immigrants are making to the American culture, marketplace, and life. Our intention is to serve as a bridge from your culture to the American culture, giving you a roadmap of tools and the language to understand the unstated rules of the American culture. Let's get started. Hello, listeners, and thank you for joining us again on another episode of the Immigrant Experience in America, where we amplify and humanize the experiences of immigrants in the United States. We are available on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Be sure to subscribe so that you do not miss an episode. Today, we have for you Mr. Vimal Patel, who is the president and CEO of Q Hotels Management, which owns and operates hotel in Louisiana and Texas. A fierce advocate for fear franchising, he's currently taking, in, taking on one of the world's biggest hotel chains in a class action lawsuit to put an end to years of price gouging. Mr. Vimal has been featured by Fox Business, Newsweek, The Associated Press, and Nerd Wallet. He's also a tech entrepreneur who founded Innerly Proprietary Software that streamlines the day-to-day duties of hoteliers. Welcome, Mr. Patel. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's great to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Would you mind telling me a bit about your heritage and where you're from? Uh, yeah, so uh, you know, I'm uh, I'm from uh, India, obviously, best part of the the, the Gujarat. Uh, you know, where, where most hotels are are located. You know, uh, traditionally, our forefathers and and even my dad, uh, you know, had been farmers. Uh, so all of the most of the hotels comes, uh, you know, within a very small radius uh, in the, in that western uh, part of the Gujarat. Um, yeah, and and uh, you know, we're traditionally Hindus. And uh, you know uh, we uh, we have uh, mostly been uh, entrepreneurs, uh, and and uh, we have been uh, um, uh, working. Um, uh, we have been doing businesses in different parts of the world, and 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 that's what mostly Patels are known for. Okay, very good. And so, what brings you to the United States? You've been here for a number of years. Yeah, so uh, actually, um, you know, uh, back back uh, uh, when I was in school, I just completed my high school in '88, uh, and um, uh, my uncle uh, from from Malawi, actually from Malawi, Africa, uh, you know, he 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 lives, uh, he used to live there in Africa, Malawi, and uh, he had some, he had a factory where he used to uh, manufacture, uh, you know, different products like the candles and floor polish and and, and, and did some import uh, raw materials and, and was, was had a factory. Uh, and so when, when I uh, graduated uh, from high school, you know, I, I was you know, in a small village and, uh, you know, he, he felt like that, um, you know, there have been a lot more opportunity presented outside. Uh, so he, he um, sponsored me and and uh, went to Africa for three years. I was uh, 
living with him and uh, I, I learned a lot of stuff from the Western culture, uh, you know, in that country and learned a few basic things that uh, typically, you know, uh, you would know while growing up uh, if you were in that part of the world. So it was a unique experience, um, you know, and that's, that's, that's where actually I moved from, uh, from uh, back home in India. And then actually in 91 is when, when I came to, to States. Okay. Okay. And is it, uh, was this for studying or reunification with your family, job opportunities? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, so it, yeah, to, to explore more and more opportunities, right? So it was uh, uh, my family, uh, my parents were actually still, still back home in, in India. And uh, uh, my cousin who was already here uh, and had a small uh, motel in, uh, 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 in the South Louisiana, not too far from New Orleans. Um, and he was already here. So, uh, you know, uh, to explore, uh, you know, I would say the American dream, you know, that's, that's what everybody wanted. And uh, uh, at the time, so everybody kind of dreams about that going to going to the England or, or US. And, and so here, uh, here I, uh, I ended up uh, in, a, in a small town called Bouti uh, in South Louisiana in, uh, in 91 at my cousin's place. Wow, and you're still in the area up until today. You've still you're still in Louisiana. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm still in Louisiana, but in a, you know, in a different town. But uh, uh, but yeah, I'm I'm still in in Louisiana. I was uh, uh, you know, I left uh, Louisiana back you know for a few years, uh, but I came back in '99, and uh, you know, and since then I I've been here uh, with my cousin and uh, you know in the, in the hospitality industry. Very good. Wonderful to hear. Uh, so can you speak to, um, at the time when you came over, right, what did you have an American dream that you wanted to pursue? And what were some challenges that you faced in pursuing that American dream? Right. So, uh, you know, coming, coming back in 90s, and, you know, it was a whole, whole different experience and a whole, whole different world than, than what, it, what is right now to be an immigrant, right? Um, uh, you know, so there were a lot less opportunities, uh, uh, you know, uh, since, uh, you know, there was not social media or not, you know, no internet, and, and there were a lot of restrictive uh, uh, communications, uh, you know, uh, things were out in place. Uh, so it was, it was a lot bit challenging in the, in the, uh, uh, in the beginning where, where, uh, you know, getting informations, uh, you know, for, for whether, whether it was to uh, uh, to research some basic, uh, uh, basic things uh, of your life, or, or if you want to, uh, you know, study, uh, uh, you know, there was no online courses, um, you know, and, 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 and even as simple as finding, um, finding jobs, uh, you know, so it was, it was very challenging at the, at, at the time, uh, especially when uh, 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 my English, you know, if you can see my accent is still there, but back, back 30 years ago, it was even worse. And, and so, you know, it was uh, challenging to communicate, uh, you know, most of the time and, and learning uh, and communicating was uh, in the English language was, uh, was the biggest, hardest part at the, at, at the time. Right. And uh, is, is English, was English your um, first or primary language in India or did you speak something no, no. else? No, so English, English is my distant uh, third language right so so we speak uh, mostly gujarati you know uh, and that that's our our mother tongue that's yeah. that's what that's, that's what we speak uh, you know and uh, so uh, then we had a national language uh, in india which is hindi right so 
So those were the two languages that, uh, you know, uh, mostly we spoke and wrote, uh, you know, and, and so even though I, I, I went to a convent school where, where everything was taught in English, right, but, um, you know, speaking, you know, uh, you know, fluently was a, was a big challenge, you know, so yeah, it, 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 it took a while to, to kind of, you know, you know get, get some communication skills going, yeah. Yes, yes. Any other challenges you'd like aside from the language difficulties? Yeah, so yeah, so finding finding job, right? So uh, you know, working. Uh, you know, I, st I started off uh, working actually at the uh, you know when you when you when you first timers, right? So uh, I, I worked at actually a donut shop. I used to work at uh, uh, midnight, one a.m. Uh, you know, that was my shift that started. You know, we used to we used to uh, fry fry donuts uh, from one a.m. till till 5 30 in the morning wow uh, yeah 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 uh, all of that was a was a manual process right so so, so that, that was a unique experience and, and then then uh you know because of the uh, you know transportation uh we found a job uh, not too far where i was working was at mcdonald's so i used to kind of kind of you know sometimes walk sometimes you know uh uh, my sister-in-law used to drive me to to the to the, uh, to um, McDonald's in the mornings. So after I finished my shift at the donut place, I used to I used to go work at go work at McDonald's, and just uh, the whole goal was to just to you know get started somewhere. Uh, yes. You know get get you know get some get some income coming. You know so so you can self sustain, self support, and uh, and 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 just kind of you know go through the. Uh, uh, the hard work and, and beginners phase to, to kind of get uh, get where somewhere in in a, in a few years. So the whole goal was to to work as much as you can, uh, you know. But but again, you know, the challenges were and always been, you know, coming from the background and and the language barrier was always always a hindrance. So you had to take what the jobs what what you get. Right, right. So you had to you had like a third shift at the donut place, then McDonald's for the first shift. When did you sleep? Yeah, so I slept uh, during the afternoon hours, right? So when I come back, come back from uh, from 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 uh, McDonald's, and it used to be about you know about eleven ish, and and so you just kind of kind of sleep, or sometimes you kind of try to sleep at early evening from six p.m. and just try to you wake up at midnight, and you know? so just make it work. My brother had a had a small motel too, so there you know we lived lived there and worked there as well. So a lot of times you know we helped him out as well. Uh, uh, you know, because it's a 24 hour operation. So, you know, sometimes the guests come in at nighttime or sometimes the clean room in the daytime or, or kind of do some other errands and things like that. So yeah, it was, uh, uh, it, it was, that was pretty much our, my life for a few years. Wow. You, you, there's a saying out there generally, um, people say, uh, when they ask, are you Jamaican? They say, how many jobs do you have? You sound like a Jamaican because you had at least three jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? that, that is true. Yeah. But that's the immigrant mentality, right? Yeah. We come in and we're ready to work and we're willing to do what it takes to um, get the job done, right? Yeah, yeah. That, and, and that's absolutely that's how, that's how, how uh, you're programmed, right? And that, that's how you're kind of taught into, you know, from uh, growing up that, uh, you know, the opportunity exists, uh, you know, you have to, you have to work hard, uh, you know, whether day, night, uh, you know, seven days a week and whatever it takes 
And and that that's how the mindset was, and, and even is today, right? You just kind of go at it, and 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 uh, uh, you know whatever it takes. If the challenges come, you just kind of work around it. Uh, you know, there, there's no no turning back, right? There was no going back anywhere, right? This this was it. So you're here, or you just need to need to make it work. Uh, you know, right? Exactly. And thankfully, you had some family support with your cousin and your cousin's wife, and and so forth. Right, right, absolutely, yeah. I mean, that's where I had a place to live, uh, you know. So I didn't have to worry, worry about about that, and and uh, uh, you know, be able to to provide uh, you know the food and a shelter and, and and places to go and and just kind of you know. The, he was a he was a beginner too at the time. Uh, you know, he came in about a couple of years before me, and and uh, and and so you know, it was kind of, it was kind of uh, uh, in the beginning challenging for everybody to kind of you know uh, get. Uh, Get the business part of it going for him, uh, you know, and then for me it was, uh, you know, just me me getting my my feet wet uh, in this new world and 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 trying to trying to be somewhere. So yeah. Yes, right, right. So you had some difficulties starting off, and you start you found jobs, and you were working. You had somewhere to stay. As far as housing, could you speak to opportunities that came along to help you move along? In did you go back to school? Did you um, change careers? What was that um, uh, adjustment that you needed to make in order to be where you are today? Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I, I wanted to, I wanted to, to go back to the school, right? And we made some inquiries about it, and, and but, but simply the, the distance of the, of the schools, the, the, the school fees, uh, you know, you know, were simply, you know, uh, that that was not going to work out, uh, you know, and, and so uh, at, at the, at the time, you know, I, I, uh, I moved to, to Tennessee. Uh, actually, that was my, my first marriage. And uh, uh, you know, back in when I was twenty-five, uh, that's 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 when when I moved to Tennessee, uh, hoping things would change. And 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 uh, you know, and, and so I started uh, I started working for for a corporate-owned property, which was at the time called Budgetel Inn, and that was used to be owned by Marcus Corporation at the time. Uh, and it was right across the street where where I was staying uh, uh, with my in-laws family at the time. Yeah. And, uh, uh, and, you know, so uh, so I started working working there, and and I think uh, uh, even though I was just working like four dollars, what the wage was at the time, um, uh, you know, but we're working at that corporate corporate property. Uh, it it kind of kind of uh, expanded a lot, lot of my experience and, and learning and, and way how how the, how the corporate structure went, worked and, and how our training worked and, and how certain guidelines and procedures and processes in place and, and a lot of the things that that kind of kind of taught me there uh, you know and, and, and I really contributed uh, you know my my learning from there, uh, because back in '90s, right, the most challenges that that I faced, and I think that was kind of sort of norm, uh, it, it, that not many people would share share their their insights. I don't mean not many many people would want to come and train you, or or they can give you good advice or provide a platform. Not nothing like what it is today, right? It's a lot easier to get your feet off the ground. If you're if you're new to any any industry or any market, you know it's, it's a lot easier to make connections. It's a lot easier to learn things. It's a lot easier to to kind of finding out solution to a problem. 
you know, even easy to ask somebody to help uh, on social media and unknown person that is never met you would would, would kind of extend uh, resources and time to to educate or or help, right? So that was none of that existed, and 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 so it was it was kind of a lot of time it was frustrating because you know with when 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 a when you young guy growing up in you know doesn't have any any money. Uh, doesn't have any, any good, uh, you know, educational background and so forth, right? So you, you struggle because you're, yeah, you know, you're not not worthy of somebody to take you under the wing and train you or or help you and so forth. So so yeah, that that was that was part of the the bigger challenge. And, and then when you moved, uh, 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 when I moved uh, and and came back and things didn't work out with my previous marriage, right? Uh, I pretty much left, uh, came back in '99 practically homeless like I had about $2,500 in my bank had a one car one suitcase and came back and, and came back to my cousin and then sort of restarted my my life at the age of uh, 29 and I started working at his best western hood night auditor uh, you know pretty much uh, you know press the reset button at the time Okay, so your your marriage fell apart. Moved back with your cousin, and you started working with Best Western. The line cut out there for a moment. I'm just making sure that we got the details. Yeah, yeah. So I'm working at the Best Western uh, as a, as the night auditor. Right. So I used to work the night shift. Uh, you know, and and uh, uh, that, that that's how I sort of restarted my life in different times. He had moved at the time the cousin had had a new property here in town called La Plus, where we are at now. Right, and this is where 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 he some started his career. Right, my cousin did, and so that was his first property uh, that he had just recently built with his uncle. And uh, so I I uh, you know he, he accommodated me again here uh, at, at this uh, place, and uh, you know so I I started working for him as a as a night auditor here. Right. Okay. So how did you make the transition into ownership of your hotels? How did that develop for you? Yeah, so, so uh, you know, once, uh, you know, I had the background, uh, as, as, as I told you before we did, some of the, the learning curve that I did in a, in a corporate-owned hotel. So I slowly started sort of implementing, um, uh, you know, those, those processes and, 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 and things in, uh, in Best Western and then, uh, you know, my cousin and, and, and his uncle, they, they built another property, Hampton Inn, at, right, right across from, from the Best Western. So I, I became the, the general manager at the time, uh, you know, in 2001, when the Hampton Inn was open. And so, uh, you know, uh, I was overseeing that property, and, you know, and, and, and I kept learning, I kept uh, implementing new processes and so forth. And, uh, you know, so... Then uh, you know there was opportunity out there uh, for for another property that my my brother and his uncle were looking at it, and so they offered me, yeah, you know, you know, certain percentage, a small share, and so I said, sure, and I didn't have enough money at the time, so we kind of borrowed it, and and uh, you know he helped me out a little bit, and I borrowed some, and and we just kind of you know invested in the property, but unfortunately, you know, that hotel never got worked out, it sort of lost lost funds in it, lost pretty much everything on, on that. You know, it, it lasted for a few years, uh, you know, and, and we had to just kind of get rid of it at the time. And so, you know, it was sort of didn't work out at all. Nobody's fault, it just now meant to happen, right? So then 
then there was another property, uh, you know, that's being built at the Holiday Inn Express, and and somehow that kind of worked out, uh, you know, for us. And then uh, uh, we were okay. That property was doing well, so so that's where it got started. And then we formed, you know, since I was heavily into the operations, and neither my cousin nor nor my uh, nor his uncle were were sort of interested in operation. They were mostly, you know, building the hotels and into construction and so forth. So that's kind of worked out his own niche, right? So we formed the key hotels and then we kind of, you know, started managing hotels and, and so forth. And that's where the transition happened. And then, you know, slowly just kind of, we got into, you know, a few other properties, you know, so that's, that's sort of how it kind of some started. Right. So it sounds like your family um, has been in the hotel industry business there for some time. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, we were all in, in the hotel industry and, and uh, you know, uh, that, that, that's all we knew at the time. And, uh, and so, uh, you know, hotel was, was, was it. I mean, you, you, you sort of uh, sink or swim in the hotel industry and we still do, right? So that's, that's pretty much uh, was, was, was our, our investment and, and working and, and uh, you know, you know, just kind of sweat and tears and blood and all of that just kind of all accumulated into into the hospitality industry. Right, right, right. You mentioned earlier about some challenges that you had with the language and you know, English being your third language, and you know, just getting started with employment opportunities. Were there any uh, surprise or shock regarding the American culture? I imagine it was different from you know coming from India. And then from Malawi to here, were there any uh, big adjustments that you had to make in order to, you know, start over or start a new life here in the United States? Uh, yeah, so so I, I think the, the the biggest challenge, obviously, is just kind of adjusting, you know, you know, to to the west the Western, uh, you know, environment, the, the the culture and the way of doing things and and so forth. So it took, uh, you know, as, as I indicated, uh, you know, it was hard to grasp some of the even the basic things at the time. Uh, you know that typically, you know, kind of is taken for granted in in, in day to day life, even right. So, so, so some learning curves. Uh, yeah, you know, even uh, yeah, even doing the um, going out there and opening up a bank account or or cashing a check or or or, or going to a store and just just trying to get a refund or or whatever the case. I mean, you know, some of the basic things that that normally most people take for granted, right? Uh, you know, those in self, those in itself was a was a learning curve, right? So uh, you had to kind of figure it out and and just kind of go from there. So uh, you know, the, so that that that's 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 where where sort of the most of the struggles were. So what's what's I think once you kind of start figuring these things out and just kind of you you learn from it, uh, you know, you you slowly kind of become more comfortable and then then you you sort of uh, uh, you know just move on with with, uh, with with some of the stuff. I think the biggest Challenges always has been, uh, you know, because you couldn't speak well uh, English. You know, there's always inferiority complex. Also, that kind of a lot of times comes in play, right? So right, right. You know, uh, that's always been the case. If you if you're not good at English, and you know, how how are you going to talk over the phone, right? Or how are you going to talk to somebody in person, and and so forth. So yeah, yeah. Those those are those are some of the challenges that 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 you faced. Okay. Do you have any advice to give to a new immigrant or resident that will help them to adjust to the new culture here in the United States and to commit to becoming a successful contributing member of the American society? 
Oh yes, yes. See, uh, you know, you know, I, 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 I sort of, uh, you know, you, you know, it's such a actually good time now. In essence, as I as I said before, that to to have to resource, right? You have so many resources online, whether whether you have YouTube, whether you have you know social media, uh, you know libraries and, and and online and Google and and a whole you know wide variety of different different resources, right? So yeah, you know, one one of the one of the biggest thing is 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 you know to, to uh, you know, to to accumulate, uh, you know, the area to accumulate the market or, or what what you want to do and just just kind of have, have a lot of the background work work done or, or or search it right and 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 do your due your due diligence right. The, you know, the other thing is that also that uh, that you know from my own experience right, uh, getting uh, 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 sort of a, a reprehensive or 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 if you if you don't speak proper English, you know that that. That inferiority complex syndrome and it shouldn't 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 stop you from from uh, going anywhere. Now we have a lot of tools. You have your translator on the phone. Uh, you know, I, I think asking for help is 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 another thing, right? That there should be no reason why you know if there is any help in it to, to reach out. Uh, and, and and I'm sure that uh, that in nowadays in in, in uh, today's environment, there are a lot more people that would reach out and help you if you ask for help rather than than what I experienced back in the day '90s, right? Uh, right. So it's, it's quite the opposite now. So, so I, I think uh, doing the research and, and knowing and, and gathering some of the knowledges and, and then asking for help and opening up and 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 looking looking for things, uh, uh, you know, to whatever that that you, that in business or jobs or or even for place, uh, you know, the right right area to live in and 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 whatnot. So, in, I think those were some of the basic things I I can uh, quickly. Uh, get accumulated to and, and, and feel comfortable in. Right, very good. So we have a new segment in the show called Faux Pas. Is there anything that you would recommend for new residents or immigrants to not to say or not to do in order to be able to uh, build rapport with the larger American population and just to be able to get along and function here in the United States? Because at times, you know, things that we say in our home countries or things that the way we do things culturally, it's right. not received the same here in the United States. It's a completely different culture and a mix of so many different cultures. Do you have maybe one thing that you would recommend to people to stay clear of? Don't use this word. It's very offensive or don't do things this way or approach people this way. Yeah, so so I, I think there, there, there are a couple of things that comes into mind, and and one one of the thing is I, I think that that uh, you know you know uh, it is it is still sort of mind boggling for me as well that that this culture here, maybe it is so politically correct, right? right? So even if you have a correct statement, uh, you know, to say uh, which is a factual statement, which is an actual statement, but but it, it can easily come out the wrong way. Uh, and it, it 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 can be offensive to to somebody, and it we had to be really mindful, yeah, you know, how and what do we say things because you know back home and when growing up, you know, things were told the way it was, right, right, and and there was nothing was sort of taken as offensive, uh, uh you know, and 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 you kind of uh, you kind of never knew that that you could not do things or say things in, in a certain way, uh, you know, with such a politically corrupt environment now, uh, I I think that that's. Uh, one of the most important thing is 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 uh, you know try not to uh, uh, I guess uh, you know way way we talk or or way we have to communicate things and we have to be kind of very meaningful way to to kind of 
uh, interact. And, and then obviously the second thing is that don't discuss politics. <laughs> you know, you know that, that, that's, that's a very di divisional world now, and, you know, which, whichever way friends you are in. And uh, uh, I, I think to, uh, you know, to kind of, you know, to just, just, just to get by and, and then and keep the opinions to yourself uh, in, in the political arena. I think those those are the I would say the two critical part of it too. This is kind of uh, whether it's a corporate world or whether you're sitting at the bar, restaurant, whatever. Uh, you know, it's just kind of keep it to yourself. <laughs> right to avoid uh, uh, certain uncomfortable uh, situations. I guess always right. recommended to stay away from religion and politics. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Very good. I, I always say uh, you know to. <laughs> You know that the politics should be sort of a, a sort of your sex life, and right? you should never discuss that in public, right? So that's that's the way it should be. Okay, very good. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Mr. Patel. Well, you're welcome. Thank, thanks for having me. Thank you very much, and we wish you all the best in your uh, business endeavors, and uh, we wish you wish you much prosperity and blessings to your family. Okay, great. Thank you. Thank thanks again. Thank you, sir. Have a great afternoon. Okay, thanks. Bye-bye. Join us next week for another episode of the Immigrant Experience in America. Walk good and stay healthy. Tune in next week for another episode of the Immigrant Experience in America. As this is a new podcast, we welcome any and all support. If you have not done so already, Subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Google Podcast app, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can also support us by completing a five-star rating and review and sharing our podcast with your friends, family, and circle of influence. <laughs>